talk about a scripture from Matthew chapter 14, 13, should I say, is the parable of the soils, the parable of the soils. Now, when you think about this parable, you got to put into, uh, put into perspective what was going on in Jesus's ministry. At this point in time, Jesus is finally starting to see the opposition to his ministry. He's starting to see the, the, the people who, who don't want him around. And he's starting to see the persecution. So this, 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 this um, parable kind of hits home with me because it talks about soil and farming. See, I, I met my wife some 30 years ago over at NC State University. She was a little four foot 11, maybe 99 pounds. Little girl, I, be honest with you, I thought she was somebody's little sister. I didn't think she was a student there. But we became friends and eventually fell in love and got married. But what's important about this is Pam's dad is a farmer. And he understands and understood what it means to prepare soil, to to till the soil, to break the soil up, to destroy the weeds and and the thorns and and to, to get rid of what's not supposed to be there that's going to hinder the growth of the crop. Now, any of you that have ever worked outside, has anyone out worked outside? Any of you have jobs that are outside? So you understand the persecution that comes with the sun, right? Uh, I, I, um, I used to work when during the summers, when I was in college, I would work at Fort Bragg, and, and we would we would build the we were building the barracks there on Bragg Boulevard. If you if you're going down Bragg Boulevard, you, you can't cut through there anymore. But it used to be Bragg Boulevard cut right through Fort Bragg, and you could drive through there. Now you have to go around, but because it's a closed base. But it used to be you just drive straight through Fort Bragg from Spring Lake down Bragg Boulevard all the way into Fayetteville, right? Well, those days are over. But back then, you could see the barracks there on the left. I helped build those. Feel bad for any soldier that lived there. <laughs> but uh, one of the things that, that we used to do, you know, I, what I liked about working in, in construction, uh, for me, I didn't have to didn't have to do much thinking. I, I was just a laborer. All I, I just need. I was doing it because I like to try to stay in shape. I thought I was cool. I thought I was strong. And uh, I, I, pushing those wheelbarrows full of concrete. You know, when you're inside and, and you're putting in floors, c- concrete floors, it's, it's kind of, it's, it's okay. You're pushing the wheelbarrow, you dump it, you go get more, and you dump it. I'm sure they got, nowadays they got machines that do all that. But back then, that was 30 years ago, you were pushing the wheelbarrow. And that was fine inside. But then you, they wanted us to, to build the concrete sidewalks outside. And at that point, 
I learned what the persecution of the sun truly is. When, when, when you're pushing a wheelbarrow weighing so many hundred pounds and the sun is beating down on you and you, it, it wears you down. It makes you struggle. It makes you, it makes you hurt. It, it, it makes your job not so enjoyable. In fact, you, the job that you thought you did without having to think about, you start thinking about it. And, and you start thinking about whether or not, uh, is this really what I want to do this summer? And then uh, you, you see your little check because, you know, as a laborer, you didn't really make the top dollar. You, you start wondering, you know, McDonald's is indoors. <laughs> so you start understanding the persecution of the sun. Now, the sun is both good and bad. The bad part is the part where it's burning you up. It's, it's, it's making you sweat. It's making you hot. It's making you want to quit. But then without the sun, you can have no life. Right? And what we're going to find in this parable is life and persecution, life being the seed and the sun being persecution, working together for growth. Amen? So if you would, we're going to read this scripture. We're going to do chapter 13, verses 1 through 23. And before we go into the exposition of it, let's just read the whole scripture and just see where we go. On the same day, Jesus went out of the house and sat by the sea. And great multitudes were gathered together to him so that he got into a boat and sat. And the whole multitude stood on the shore. Then he spoke many things to them in parables, saying, Behold, a sower went out to sow. And as he sowed, some seed fell by the wayside, and the birds came and devoured them. Some fell on stony places where they did not have much earth, and they immediately sprang up because they had no depth of earth. But when the sun, the persecution, when the sun was up, they were scorched. And because they had no root, they withered away. And some fell among thorns, and the thorns sprang up and choked them. But others fell on good ground and yielded a crop, some a hundredfold, some sixty, some thirty. He who has an ear to hear, let him hear. And the disciples came and said to him, Why do you speak to them in parables? He answered and said to them, because it has been given to you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven. But to them it has not been given. For whoever has to him, more will be given, and he will have abundance. But whoever does not have, even what he has will be taken away from him. Therefore I speak to them in parables, because seeing they do not see, and hearing they do not hear, nor do they understand. And in them the prophecy of Isaiah is fulfilled, which says, Hearing you will hear, 
and shall not understand, and seeing you will see and not perceive, for the hearts of this people have grown dull. Their ears are hard of hearing. Their eyes they have closed, lest they should see with their eyes and hear with their ears, lest they should understand with their hearts and turn so that I should heal them. But blessed are your eyes, for they see, and your ears, for they hear. For assuredly, I say to you, that many prophets and righteous men desired to see what you see and did not see it, and to hear what you hear and did not hear it. Therefore, hear the parable of the sower. When anyone hears the word of the the kingdom and does not understand it, then the wicked one comes and snatches away what was sown in his heart. This is he who receives seed by the wayside. But he who receives seed in stony places, this is he who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy. Yet he has no root in himself, but endures only for a while. For when tribulation and pers- or persecution arises because of the word, immediately he stumbles. Now he who receives seed among the thorns is he who hears the word and cares of this world and the deceitfulness of riches choke the word and he becomes unfruitful. But he who receives seed on the good ground is he who hears the word and understands it, who indeed bears fruit, produces some a a hundredfold, some 60 and some 30. Warren Wiersbe asked, why compare God's word to a seed? Because the word is living and powerful. Unlike words of men, the words of God has life in it. And that life can be imparted to those who will believe. The truth of God must must take root in the heart, be cultivated and permitted to bear fruit. When we look at this scripture, we see a couple things. A couple things really stand out to me. First thing, when we first open up the scripture in verse 1, you see this. On the same day Jesus went out of the house and sat by the sea, and great multitudes were gathered together to him, so that he got into a boat and sat on the set, and the whole multitude stood at the shore. Jesus could draw a crowd, and everybody that is in that crowd is not necessarily there to support Jesus. Just like in this place and any other place where people are gathered to hear the word of God, everybody here is not necessarily here because they want to know Jesus. Some of them are here because Whatever that preacher is preaching is interrupting my flow. I want to see what he's saying so I can disrupt that. Some people, some are, are, are here because they, 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 they just, they don't, they don't, they don't trust what's going on and they want to see what's going on. They, they, they're trying to, trying to figure out a way to thwart the message. Everybody that came to see Jesus preach, to hear Jesus teach, wasn't a friend to God. So Jesus 
spoke to them in a certain way. Then he spoke many things to them in parables, saying, Behold, a sower went out to sow. And as he sowed, some seed fell by the wayside, and the birds came and devoured them. Some fell on stony places where they did not have much earth and immediately sprang up because they had no depth of earth. But when the sun was up, they were scorched, and because they had no root, they withered away. And some fell among thorns, and the thorns sprang up and choked them. But others fell on good ground and yielded crops, some a hundredfold, some sixty, some thirty. He who has an ear to hear, let him hear. There's a reason Jesus spoke in parables. And some of those people that were there wouldn't have understood this parable. They were just like, what does that mean? I don't, I don't get it. It's not for you to get. It goes on, and the disciples came and said to, to him, why do you speak to them in parables? It, it, it's so important for us to understand when God speaks to you, when God's speaking to me, it, it, it's for me. It, it's it's for, for, for my heart. It, what, what we have that the disciples didn't have and that the people didn't have is we have the Holy Spirit. See, see when, when, when Jesus died on the cross and went to heaven, he sent the promise of God, which is the Holy Spirit, to come here and indwell in our lives, to change us from the inside out, right? And the, the people that were there in the multitude, in the crowd, those that were in the crowd, they were listening, but not everybody was receiving. Sometimes when you, you, you might hear the word and the word is being pressed upon you and it, the, the preacher or, 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 or the, the, the teacher is pouring out their heart to you. They want you to understand the, the truth and the glory of the majesty of God. But if you have a heart of stone, it makes no difference. See, there was stony ground. There was ground that was off to the side. There was ground that wasn't prepared. There was thorny ground. How many of you have ever, those of you that are homeowners or or live in a house and, and you have a yard, right? And your yard... When we first moved into our first house, it was it was brand new built house, and we had what they call the um, contractor seed that they put down, puts up those little shoots, and it's just basically there to keep your soil from running off. But it ain't pretty, right? And I wanted to make sure that I had the prettiest yard in the neighborhood. So I'm in my 20s then, or 20s or 30s. <laughs> Once you pass 50, you don't care. <laughs> But but uh, I, I wanted to make sure that, that my yard looked prettier than everybody else's yard. So what I, I go to Lowe's, and I, I, I talk to everybody at Lowe's, and then I go to Home Depot, and I talk to everybody at Home Depot, and then I, I, I go to um, wherever else, anybody that would talk to me and tell me how to grow grass. And so then uh, I, I go home, I get all, all my notes together in my mind, and I figure out what all I need and, and how do I prepare my yard, and I go to work, right? 
So the first thing you do, you want to prepare the soil. So you're raking it up. You want to break up the ground. You want to get all the weeds out. You want to make sure that your soil is ready to receive the seed, right? And then you go and you get your big bag of seed, right? And you pour it into your broadcast spreader, right? You pour it into the broadcast spreader and you line it up and you walk behind it and you push. And as you're pushing that broadcast spreader, what's happening? The seeds are broadcast out into your yard. Now, if you get too close to to the side of your yard, where where, where the the wayside is, where you you don't really care if anything grows there or not, some of that seed is going to fall off into the wayside, right? And then as you, as you get too close to, the, to the, the wood line of your yard, our first house was in the country, so we had a wood line. Some of y'all never seen a wood line. Y'all live in the city. So you, you, you're up too close to the wood line, and some of those th- seeds go out into the, the thorns. They're not productive. The seeds on the wayside, they're not productive. But then there's those seeds. When you were right in the middle of the yard, every single one of those seeds spread out into your yard. And you water that seed. You, you, you fertilize it. You give it food. You feed that lawn. You, 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 you want to make sure that lawn is getting enough water. And then you are watching the weather because you want to see when the sun's coming. You want to see that seed get a little bit of persecution because that persecution and seed coming together causes what? It causes growth. Growth. And this is what happens when when you're planting your seed. And eventually, with time, with care, with love, that yard is plush and green. Saints, we have a responsibility to plant seeds, not only in our own hearts. We we need to plant them there, too. That's number one. But we need to get out and plant some seeds out in this world. We need to get out and plant seeds to, to our neighbors and to our coworkers and to our friends and to our family. And we need to get out there and cultivate that seed, cultivate that soil. How do you cultivate that soil? What does your walk look like? Is your walk showing that you have fertile soil? Or are you just dirty? That's the title of this message. Fertile soil or dirty. See, the fertile soil is that soil that you've cultivated. You, 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 you've raked it. You, you've prepared it. And you, you, you've made sure that it's ready to receive the seed. But then there's that wayside, that stony ground. It's got a little dirt on it, but it ain't ready to receive the seed. It's just dirty. Then there's that, that, that soil that has the, the weeds and and. And the, the thorns is just going to choke out anything that you, you put out there. Saints, we have a responsibility as, 
as believers, as Christians, as, as believers in Christ, to, to put out good seed in places where that seed can grow. And the disciples came and said to him, why do you speak to them in parables? And he answered and said to them, because it has been given to you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven. But to them it has not been given. For whoever has to him, more will be given, and he will have abundance. But whoever does not have, even what he has will, even be, will be taken away from him. Therefore, I speak to them in parables, because seeing they do not see, and hearing they do not hear, nor do they understand. And in them, the prophecy of Isaiah is fulfilled. Switch over to Luke chapter 8, just for a second. It's going to read two scripture verses, verses 16, well, three, 16, 17, and 18. Luke chapter 8. 16, 17, 18, read as follows. No one, when he has lit a lamp, covers it with a vessel or puts it under a bed, but sets it on a lampstand that those who enter may see the light. For nothing in secret will will not be revealed, nor anything hidden that will not be known and come to light. Therefore, take heed how you hear. For whoever has, to him more will be given. And whoever does not have, even what he seems to have will be taken from him. What we need to understand, folks, is we are given the opportunity. Every time we come into this building, every time we we turn on the radio to the Christian stations, and hear good gospel teaching, we have an opportunity to to fill our hearts with knowledge, with with understanding, with 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 a meal, fertilizer, so to speak, that will help you grow spiritually. Now, sometimes there are those that may hear this word of these teachings, and in their mind they have switched it off. In their hearts, they have turned away from it. These are those that Jesus is talking about here. He, he, in those that, 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 because it has been given to you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven, but to them it has not been given. For whoever has, to him more will be given. And he will have abundance, but whoever does not have even what he has will be taken from him. See, a lot of people want to use this scripture as a financial thing, talking about, you know, if you got money, then you'll be given more money. And if you don't have money, what little money you got is going to be taken. It has absolutely nothing to do with that. This scripture is talking about spiritual things. It's talking about things that affect the heart affect the the, the mind, affect your spirit. If you have, when you have, you have 
Christ in your heart. And the more Christ you allow in, guess what? The more Christ you're going to get. The more words you take in, the more words you're going to understand. The more grace, power, love that that you receive, the more you're going to get. But every time you reject it, every time you turn your back on our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Every time you turn your back on the word, when God says in his, in your word, in his word, don't do it. But you decide, you know what? That ain't for me today. You reject it. I reject it. And every time we do those things, more is taken from us. So here's what, the, 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 what we should be doing. Fill yourself with the seed of faith. Fill your heart with the seed of God's word and allow the sun to persecute that seed, to beat it up just enough, just enough so it don't die, but just enough to make it grow. Saints, we need to be in a constant state of growth, in a constant state of sowing and reaping, and sowing, and reaping, and sowing, and reaping. We need to be growing. Amen? Hearing, you will hear. Listen to what the, 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 the prophet said. He said, hearing you will hear and shall not understand, and seeing you will see and not perceive. For the hearts of the peop- this people have grown dull, Their ears are hard of hearing, and their eyes they have closed, lest they should see with their eyes and hear with their ears, lest they should understand with their hearts and turn so that I should heal them. Folks, what Jesus wants each and every one of us to know and understand is that there are going to be times when you will be afforded the opportunity to make a decision. Are you going to choose Christ? Are you going to choose you? Am I going to choose Leon or am I going to choose Christ? There are times, and I'll be honest with you, there are times when I choose Leon. But when you grow spiritually, the more we take that seed and, and, and cultivate the seed and water it and, and allow the sun to beat on it a little bit and cause it to grow, the more fertile our soil, in other words, the closer, the more intimate our relationship with Christ In the parable, the sun represents persecution that comes because of the word. Persecution helps believers grow. But sunshine will kill a plant with no roots. No roots. This is why some believers do not last. Their faith was weak. Their understanding was meager. Their decision was not sincere. Think about this, saints. It is possible to be a believer. It's possible to believe, should I say, 
and yet not be saved. Those are words I just read from Warren Wiersbe. And we sometimes tend to think that, that, that when we've got saved, we've arrived. Nothing else to do. I'm here. I'm a Christian now, and I'm saved, and I'm good. Maybe you're a Christian, or maybe you just believe. The question is, is your soul fertile, or are you just dirty? The scripture goes on, and he said, but blessed are your eyes. See, the, the, Jesus is talking to the disciples here, and he says, blessed are your eyes, for they see, and your ears, for they hear. For surely I say to you that many prophets and righteous men desired to see what you see and did not see it, and hear what you hear and did not hear it. I, I want to uh, kind of break that down just a little bit. Uh, we as Christians, we have been afforded a wonderful opportunity. We, we, we have had the chance to receive something that even the disciples didn't have. We have had the chance to receive God, the Holy Spirit, living inside of us, changing us, dealing with us. Helping us to decide and not decide, to do and not do. We have been given the opportunity to, to, to have a, a part of God living inside of us. The disciples did not have this. Now, granted, they did have Jesus. And eventually they did receive this Holy Spirit. But what about the prophets and righteous men? The the disciples were, eyes were opened by Christ. God, God gave them revelation. He gave them the ability to understand the mysteries of our faith. He gave them the ability, he explained things to them in such a way that they understood but that the truth of God's word because he was there with them. We have given, been given the opportunity and the ability to understand the truth of God's word because he has indwelt us with his spirit. So we have been given the opportunity to understand the truth of God's word if we are willing, if we are willing to allow this truth Allow this spirit to take control of our hearts. Sometimes we just don't want to give it up. I admit there are times I don't want to give up, to give in to the Holy Spirit because I want to do Leon. The disciples were blessed, Jesus said, but blessed are your eyes, for they see, and your ears, for they hear. For assuredly, I say to you, many prophets and righteous men desire to see what you see and did not see it, and or to hear it, what you hear and did not hear it. Because they came before Christ, the prophets, the holy men of ancient days, 
They would have loved to have the opportunity to walk with Jesus, to talk to Jesus, to hold Jesus' hand, to pray with Jesus, for Jesus to pray for them, to be touched by Jesus. Can you just imagine being able to walk and talk and, and hang out with the Savior? It would just be so wonderful, just the, the thought of it. But the disciples had that opportunity. But Jesus explains at this point why he speaks in parables. Therefore, hear the parable of the sower. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, then the wicked one comes and snatches away what was sown in his heart. This is he who receives seed by the wayside. You remember when you were when you were pushing your broadcast spreader and you're pushing it and you got a little close to the edge of your lawn and that seed fell by the wayside. There may have been a little dust or a little sand there, but that seed wasn't going to do anything. The question is for you and for me. What kind of soil are we going to be? Are we going to be soil on the wayside? Meaning, nothing's going to grow there. We might hear the word, but we ain't going to understand it. Number one, we're probably not even going to try. The reality is, if your soil is on the wayside, it's because you're not putting forth the effort. You don't want to hear it. You don't want to know God. If the soil is on the wayside, it's because you're standing on the wayside. If, you're being, if your seed is, is on the wayside, you just happen to be in the area or happen to be dragged to the area where the word or the seed is being spread, but you have no desire to receive that seed. That's just dirty. Then he goes on and he says, he says something. <laughs> but he who received the seed on stony places, this is he who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy. Yet he has no root in himself but endures only for a while. For when tribulation or persecution arise because of the word, immediately he stumbles. Let me just point out one thing in here, in this scripture. It says, when tribulation or persecution arises because of the word, immediately he stumbles. Now, you're in that stony ground that, that, you got a little little dirt on top of you. You, you. you got just a little bit of soil there, just enough so when the water hits you, gives you a little bit of a juice, and then the sun gives you a little persecution, you pop up, and you're happy, and you're ready to receive. You, you listen to the word, you hear it, but as soon as one of your buddies say, man, you listen to that nonsense. As soon as 
you get a little persecution coming your way because of what you believe. Now you want to go run and hide. You have no root. The ground that you have chosen to be has no depth. You, you, you want to kind of be in the game, but, but want to be on the team, but you don't really want to be in the game. It, it, it's kind of like that, that uh, third-string quarterback. Third-string quarterback is the best position on a professional football team there is. You getting paid, and you ain't got to worry about getting in the game until something happens, until the persecution comes. And first-string quarterback goes down. Okay, we're good because the first-string guy, he he hurt. But at least we got a second-string guy. I don't have to worry about it until he goes down. And you remember all those days. You start remembering all those days when you were just going through the motions. You weren't really practicing. You weren't really studying your playbook. You weren't really digging in and, and understanding your 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 routes. You, you didn't really think you were getting in the game, so why even worry about what type of defenses are out there? It's football season. I might as well use this analogy, right? Some of the ladies are like, I have no idea what you're talking about. Some of the guys are saying the same thing. <laughs> but when it comes down to it, if you have chosen to be on the, 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 the stony ground, that, that, that's the type of soil you chose to be. When tribulation, when persecution arises, you're going to be the first to, to run. When tribulation and persecution arises, you're going to give up. You quit. Kind of reminds me of those summers when we got outside and started pouring that concrete on the sidewalks. And the heat from the persecution began beating on my back. And I started thinking, you know, McDonald's doesn't really sound that bad. Saints, stay off the wayside. That's dirty. Stay away from the stony ground. Saints, that's dirty. And then you see this next one. Now he who receives seed among the thorns is he who hears the word and cares, the cares of this world. Let me, now he who receives seed among the thorns is he who hears the word and the cares of this world and the deceitfulness of riches choke the word. And he becomes unfruitful. Amen. Saints, another dirty soil. We, sometimes we, we, we think we're, we're doing good. 
We, we, we come to church every Sunday. We maybe even work in a, in a ministry or do something good for God. And then life starts happening. And things get a little busy. Uh, I got to work a few extra hours and do a few extra things and church becomes a little less important. And I, I, I got to, I got to, uh, I can't come to, to Bible study and I can't even read my Bible because, you know, time won't permit because I got to work these extra hours because I just bought this item or that item and I'm still paying for it. The riches of this world start choking things out. Yeah, we, 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 the, the, the scripture says, uh, the, this word, among the thorns is he who cares the word and the cares of this world and deceitfulness of riches choke the word and he becomes unfruitful. Saints, it's easy in this society. It's real easy in this society to, to, to allow our soil to look like this. It is, this society says, if you want it, you can have it. If you like it, go get it. If, if you want to be this, then go do this. Whatever you want, whatever you decide, whatever you like, go for it. Do you. That's what our society says. That's what our our. our our thought process often is. Everything else is unimportant. The only thing that's important is you. Right? Isn't that what society tells us? Well, we call that dirty. That soul is not soul that you want to be. But you know what soul is what you want to be? Look at this last one. But he who receives seed on the good ground is he who hears the word and understands it, who indeed bears fruit and produces some a hundredfold, some 60, and some 30. Folks, fruit is a test of salvation. If you look at Matthew 7, 16, that's what tests salvation. And what is included in salvation? What does salvation look like? I'm going to run through a few scriptures. You can turn to them or you can write them down however you want to do. But in holiness, Romans 6, 22. Christian character, Galatians 5, 22 and 23. You all should know this scripture. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such, there is no law. Good works, Colossians 1 and 10. Winning others to Christ, Romans 1 13. Sharing what we have, Romans 15, 25 through 28. And praising God. Hebrews 13, 15. Saints, if this is who you are, if you are 
doing it right. But if your soil is designed like some of the others we saw, dirty. Don't be dirty. Amen? Father, we thank you. We thank you that you have given us the opportunity again to worship you, to glorify you, to celebrate who you are. The song said, wait with expectation, wait with anticipation. And while I wait, I will worship you. Father, we pray that each and every individual here will be of that good soil that's cultivated, ready to hear your word, ready to study your word, ready to to bear fruit ready to change lives and and to lead people and and to, to show people the God that lives within them. And Father, I pray that I would be an example of that as well. Father, there may be someone here who has heard these words and they don't know who you are as they don't have you in their heart. They don't know you as their Lord and Savior. Father, I pray right now that you open their heart, that you change them from the inside out. And Father, right now, if there's someone here who doesn't know you as their Lord and Savior, that they would pray with me right now to receive Jesus as their Lord. If you're here and You want to know Jesus as your Lord and Savior. You want him to change you from the inside out. It's really simple. Pray this prayer with me and then live a life that's pleasing to God. And we will teach you that over time to where you will grow. So if you're here and you don't know Jesus as your Savior and you want him in your heart, say this prayer with me. Father, all eyes closed and all heads bowed. Father, I pray right now to receive Jesus as my Lord and Savior. I ask that you come into my heart and come into my life. Change me from the inside out. I want to receive your Holy Spirit. I know that you died on the cross, an innocent man, But in three days you rose again and now you're on the right hand of the Father. And when I come to you, you are there interceding on my behalf. Father, would you just save me right now? Change me. Make me yours. If that's your prayer today, if you just pray to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior, right where you're sitting with all eyes closed and heads bowed. Would you just raise your hand right where you're sitting? Amen. See that hand. See that hand. Praise God. See that hand. Praise God. Father, we thank you right now for these souls have come to you, Lord. 
They have been changed from the inside out, Lord. And now I pray that we as a body would take these people in, train them, teach them, show them the way. And Lord, I know right now, as we all do know, the angels are celebrating in heaven for these souls that have been saved. Father, we thank you for your grace and your mercy. We love you, we praise you, and we honor you. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen.